This is In the Know for Wednesday, January 26th, the 26th day of 2022. There are 339 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. We're on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. We're using the SoundCloud, the iTunes, or the Spotify podcast. You'll find us dialed up on YouTube. We're on Facebook. And you'll find us on the old Twitter as well. The hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Big doings in uh, college basketball in the area yesterday and a couple new members to the Baseball Hall of Fame. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. He is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I'm coveting this jacket over here oh you see uh, yeah someone has a uh, <laughs> someone has a warm coat that mm-hmm. um it's good for working out on the highway so let's just go ahead and bring him in he's over there in chair number two we say good morning and welcome back i got a star he is number 101 on your scanner on my hip in the right to but he's number one in your hearts He's Grayson County Sheriff Norman Chaffin. Break the law, you'll hear from me. I know I'm working for the state. I'm the highway patrol. Morning, Sheriff. Good morning, sir. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Would you like to Would you like to sell your sell your jacket? You sell mm. your sell your coat? Well, no, uh, because that is a that is a <laughs> very sensitive item that I have to keep. Well, it's a sensitive item. Yes, it's sensitive as in it. It's you have to talk to it a particular way, or no? It's sensitive mean? because I, uh, when I do school traffic, mm-hmm. it keeps me visible from getting hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I noticed when you came into the building. I was like, well, there's a guy who's been working out on the highway. Uh-huh. Uh, cold morning, I guess. Uh, it, it's, crime doesn't stop. Traffic doesn't stop. Wrecks don't stop. Days like today, you're really earning your keep. I guess. It's been pretty quiet today, knock on wood, but, yeah, it, it it can get very busy very quickly. And then you've got, you know, the addition of wellness checks and do people have this and do people have that. And I know you all are, uh, your your force is very, um, very determined to look after people when conditions get rough. And so we, we thank you for that. Things going well? So far. <laughs> it's it's early. I'm going on one more tour. All right. Frozen solid today is what you can expect. We'll see. Uh, we'll stay below freezing really until tomorrow afternoon. We will see sunny and cold today, a high of 28. We'll see clear evening clouds later tonight. Cold again, maybe not quite as cold. I saw 10 degrees at one point in time this morning, but we may see 16 tonight and then breezy afternoon clouds. You might see a flurry or two tomorrow, but don't get excited. A high of 40. And then back tomorrow night, only down to 28, and then still looking like we'll get into the 50s for early next week. Uh, maybe even next Thursday could tick the 60-degree uh, mark. So, just um, I guess we're paying for the we're paying paying the winter that uh, what what we owe them. So that's what it looks like. The news we've all been waiting for for weeks and weeks and weeks came yesterday. Sheriff Chaffins, I know you'll be excited to learn mm. how Speaker Nancy Pelosi has announced she'll seek reelection. I, I didn't realize she was. You were well. I, that's what I'm here to tell you. The news came down yesterday that she's uh, she's going to seek reelection, and uh, she said, "While we have made progress, much more needs to be done to improve people's lives." Oh yes, the, she's improving them. She's improving them greatly. So, thank you, Nancy. It's good to know you'd be representing the esteemed people of California again. Um, but it's also nice to know you'll not be the Speaker of the House this time next year. So. Hey. That's my prediction, but you may feel differently, Sheriff. No. No, you're okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. All right. Over 180 new COVID cases uh, diagnosed or at least announced in Grayson County over the last 24 hours. There are now 732 active cases. The incident rate yes, uh, on Monday was 273, which was the highest it has been. There are 732, as I mentioned, in Grayson County, up 86 just from Monday. 15 people are hospitalized, which is the highest number of hospitalizations 
since the beginning here locally. No new deaths reported in the official total as of yesterday, but I'm sure that number is likely to change in the coming days. So just waiting for uh, the surge to turn the other direction and trying for conditions to improve in the uh, in the coming days but uh, still still rough out there all around the state of uh, state of Kentucky I did see uh, yesterday the Grayson County Schools <clears throat> issued a release paying some tribute to uh, the late Glenn Goff who passed uh, over the weekend and um, it's been interesting. Um, it's been of note to me to observe the number of areas and the number of things that uh, Mr. Goff was involved in. Uh, in in my era, I always knew him associated with the, you know, with the IGA or with the with the grocery store. But if you go on back earlier than that, uh, graduating at a very young age from the Caneyville School, and then he taught in a one room school. He served our nation in World War Two. But then uh, he also he worked for the school system before he ever became a grocer in business. Then he was the chair of the school board for uh, some years here in Grayson County. He obviously has uh, one daughter who was a teacher of mine in Glenda Goff. She was my PE teacher twice oh, I love at uh, elementary school and then again at Grayson County at Grayson County High School. So just a really uh, great legacy and. Uh, Glenn Goff had a huge impact on uh, on Grayson County and the lives of Grayson County, even if you didn't know it through leadership of his uh, through, uh, you know, leadership at the school board level and then just operating a business and keeping us fed. And so I was I was sad to hear of his passing, but a life well lived as well. Yeah, we, we I got to see Glenn uh, when they did the honor flight at the airport and uh, I didn't realize what he what all he had done in World War Two. It's pretty cool listen to him yeah it's quite uh, quite remarkable it says here he listed in the merchant marines before joining the army in 1946 at the age of 17 that's when they didn't uh, during world war ii they didn't scrutinize that too much if you were willing to go then then um then they would let you go he was a surveyor at guadalcanal in the solomon islands and then he got a degree from WKU after being discharged from the service. So uh, still a member of that greatest generation that we talk about. Absolutely. And uh, worth tributing. Anyway, it was, it was touching to hear that, uh, that, uh, that tribute that came from Grayson County Schools about the uh, impression that he left upon our educational system here locally. Speaking of school boards, Kentucky's local school boards would have to set aside at least 15 minutes for public comments during regular meetings. Under a bill advanced by a House committee yesterday, the legislation seeks to ensure that school board members hear feedback from parents and other residents. The measure cleared the House Education Committee advances to the full House. Most Kentucky school boards allow time for public comments, but the uh, the bill was prompted by frustration in some counties where parents felt they weren't given a chance to speak up at board meetings. Nationally, school board meetings have become increasingly contentious stemming in part from a backlash against mask mandates and lessons about uh, racism in U.S. history. And so, to be clear, um, if you're just learning of this bill, this, this, this bill does have some caveats in there that 15 minutes do have to be allowed, but if they deem there are safety issues, they are able to suspend that period. So they have to allow for it so long as there can be uh, decorum and, and uh, safety of all parties involved is secure. They will allow that. But what the the concern here is that a lot of a lot of boards, for legitimate safety reasons, during the last few months, have suspended public comment and said, "If you you can email us, or you can you know send us an email, or you can call, or you can do whatever." And Instead of that being the exception during a very tumultuous time, a lot of boards will use that to become permanent policy, which then takes the public comment completely out of the out of the venue, out of the, the forum, and I don't think that's a good move either. So you, you've got to have a healthy balance of both. Parents need to be able to be heard, but guess what? Parents also need to behave. And that's when that's when it becomes so long as everybody's doing their best. You got a funny look on your face, Sheriff. As a person who has to break those things up, I guess you have 
distinct feelings. You know, it, it is what it is. It, it's you get in there, you act stupid, you start dropping the f bomb and start calling people names. You know, it's time to leave, and you yep. know, and that's that's the way it needs to be handled. It's very simple. You get in there, say what you have to say, and if you have cons- legitimate concerns, rather than just going in there and hearing yourself talk and and trying to grandstand or or something like that, then you know that's ridiculous. You need to just leave unless you got something uh, to say that's going to move things forward. As someone who speaks publicly for a living, um, and and hopefully I do it at a well, I've done it at a high enough level to be able to fake my way through it for about thirty years. So. But I am aware of this, that once you lose your cool speaking, like once emotion takes control of you, people stop hearing what you have to say. They're only hearing how you say it. That's right. And if that's your goal, then that's that's one thing. But if it becomes if it becomes threatening or if you're trying to use intimidation through being demonstrative, demonstrative and that type of thing, I don't think that be, type of behavior is going to be tolerated. So I, I think it's important for school boards, wherever they are, to ease back into this. And I think that, that parent comments need to ease back into it as well and have a healthy dialogue. You can disagree without being disagreeable, and that's the most important thing. So trying to get back to something like maybe we knew it previously other things going on in the legislature incumbent lawmakers will compete against each other in primaries for three kentucky house seats as candidates uh, line up for federal and state offices were finalized yesterday the deadline for filing had been extended and then it was extended through yesterday and that deadline has passed i guess unless those districts don't stand up to court challenge and i i still don't see them extended I'm I'm not sure how that would work uh, because we're really just too close to the primary to be a, to throwing out the playbook at this point. But that doesn't mean they won't try a court challenge. Nearly 700 Kentucky candidates stepped forward to run for seats in Congress and the legislature and an array of judgeships this year. So you got 700 Kentuckians who are seeking office, either election or re-election this year. So I mean, I knew it was a lot. You got 120 counties, but 700 is a is a sizable number. So anyway, the deadline has come and gone. The two GOP House incumbents from Eastern Kentucky are Norma Kirk McCormick and Bobby McCool. They'll uh, square off in a primary for one House seat. And then the same applies for two Republican lawmakers in the same Western Kentucky district, uh, Lynn Bechler, Beckler and Jim Gooch Jr. That's it's odd that that happens, where you've got two incumbents that basically you know get thrown into the ring and one one wins, one goes home. That, that it's that uh, structure, it's it's that problem, the problem that, that presents is one of the reasons the idea of merging counties in Kentucky probably will never get enough lift to actually happen. Some would make a case that especially in the small counties of Kentucky, instead of trying to operate four county governments that and four road departments and four, it makes more sense to merge those into one larger community they've even and i've heard talk about you know even grayson county being part of a part of a merger but then you have to decide what do you do with the elected officials you know do you just pit them all against one another and see who wins but that's why there's just not a lot of appetite for that merger because there would be way too many losers you wouldn't like that as an elected official would you um well, if they passed the law, wouldn't have a choice. But, <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, I mean, no, not necessarily. I just think the legislators don't want to be responsible for coming home to their districts and then saying, hey, sorry, you people I represent, you're going to have to duke it out with one another to see which one of you keeps your jobs. I just can't. I can't see that happening. But. Yeah. It's, it's not likely, but I do think it – it's not practical in the way to get there, but I also do see you've got some really small counties that – they just, I mean, they, they're not large enough to, to operate on their on their own, and so they're just out there just kind of fledgling along trying to figure it out. Law enforcement in Ohio County executed a search warrant yesterday morning and arrested three suspects on uh, a dozen drug charges. The Penny Ryle Drug Task Force, KSP, and OCSO executed a warrant at a residence on Highway 62 West in Beaver Dam yesterday. During a search, they found methamphetamine, prescription marijuana, rifles, shotguns, drug paraphernalia, etc. 
They arrested three different individuals, um, Gary Birchwell, Vicki Whitler, and Marty Decker. Vicki's the one on the left, in case you didn't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> a, uh, that picture just strikes me as funny. Uh, a man pardoned by the former governor for a deadly drunken driving crash has been arrested on drug charges and driving under the influence of alcohol. Police in southern Kentucky found Brett Whitaker passed out in the driver's seat of a truck that was still in drive. That's according to a report from WLEX. He was in the parking lot of a restaurant in Mount Vernon when he was arrested on Friday. Police also found several large rocks of suspected meth. He was also charged with possession of a handgun by a convicted felon. He was in court earlier on Monday and pleaded not guilty to the charges. He was convicted of a wanton murder for a 2010 drunk driving crash in Lincoln County that killed John and Levada Rowland, who is a Berea minister, and his wife. He was serving a 20-year sentence when Governor Matt Bevin pardoned him in 2019. And so, yeah, I don't get that either. <laughs> uh, that, the, at the time, that pardon list, you know, raised some eyebrows. And now you're, you know, longer time goes, you see how, you see how, you know, several of those pardons have proven to be Bad obviously the, the wrong, the wrong decision or for the wrong reason. A sheriff charged with assault after allegedly hitting a teenage girl while trying to break up a fight during a high school basketball game in eastern Kentucky has pleaded not guilty to the charge. Sheriff Brent Lynch, 47-year-old sheriff from Owsley County, appeared Monday in Perry District Court for an arraignment. He is part of the Owsley County High School's coaching staff and intervened in a December 3rd fight during a girls' basketball game at Perry County Central. Police uh, have uh, said... Trooper Matthew Gayhart said Lynch is alleged to have rushed the floor during the fight between players and struck a Perry County Central player while breaking up the fight. First, do you know Sheriff Lynch? I have. I, I probably met him at one of our conferences, but I don't know him personally. I don't. The, probably just in passing. This story and the video, which you you know probably saw weeks ago when it happened, has to at least be intriguing to you. On you would have to wonder. How, how can this happen? Because it was reported that he slapped someone or that he assaulted someone. But at, even when the video was there, I thought likely he switches into you could easily switch into law enforcement mode and say, I have to break up this fight that's going on in front of these people. So could this be just a matter of um, trying to break it up? He accidentally hit someone. Yeah. I, when I watched the video, I didn't see him strike anyone, but that doesn't mean that he didn't. And, you know, also you know uh it is the only people that can leave the bench to break up a fight with the players is the coaching staff they they can come and break up the fight so okay. he had every reason to be going out there and you know if he rushed them with trying to get to break it up and he you know he accidentally hit a, a player or mm -hmm. whatever i could see that happening but in a position that he's in and being a coach i just don't see i mean it may happen i don't like i said i don't know him personally but i just can't see him getting ang aggravated at a girl and striking and assaulting her without, you know, in it, in it being on purpose. I, I just can't see that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say if it were Coach Brent Lynch, age 47, of Perry County or of Owsley County, this would not be a story and we would have never talked about it. No, absolutely. If his, if he, if his title wasn't the sheriff, then nothing would have ever been said. Right. Would I be my that. guess. Because it's probably not agree. He would be just a coach looking to break up a fight. And listen, when you fight, you better be prepared, right? When there are fists and arms and legs and things flying, when you get into the fracas, you need to be prepared that you 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 may get you know. Of course, you know I, you know I referee third region basketball now, right? Yes, and I was you know, so I, it's I've got to you know be very aware of you know there might be a time where i have to switch to police mode i don't know i haven't had to yet but mm -hmm. you know it's something i have to really have to watch out for and and you know make sure i know what where that line is with being a ref and do being you a wear officer. your sheriff's uniform under your stripes so you just like superman well, you just i thought about wearing my ankle <laughs> holster while i was refereeing but i was afraid it might fall off as i was running down the floor so you want to be careful about yeah. that uh it took overtime last night but a uh, a battered uh uk men's basketball team Sent Mississippi State away in overtime, eighty-two to seventy-four. The game wasn't close, and then after a couple of twisted ankles, and Toppin went out, and uh, Oscar Shebway uh, Shebway went out. The um, they were able to 
force overtime, and then come back and secure victory. Cal got his 800th win last night. So congratulations to the Cats and to Coach Cal. They'll be going to uh, play Kansas in the Big 12 SEC Challenge on Saturday. Then in Louisville, the Chris Mack's radio show was canceled last minute last night, and there's an emergency meeting of the uh, UofL board this afternoon. And some of the reports are that the Chris Mack tenure at UofL is coming to an end today and that they're working on a separation agreement. I don't know that that's not the best decision for all parties involved, but I am amazed at how quickly we got here. I mean, it's not that things have been rosy at the University of Louisville, but suddenly they just snowballed all of a sudden in the last, you know, really week or so. And then here they are. They're going to have a hard time finding a quality coach in the middle of the season, so they'll have to have an interim. Then the other shoe hasn't dropped yet on what's going to happen from a sanction standpoint, so they're probably not going to get the coach that they might want because other coaches are going to be like, I don't, you know, until that thing gets cleaned up or we get beyond that period, I don't know if I want to get involved in the the happenings there. So I. I really just feel bad. I have a hard time disliking them right now because it's just chaos. I just feel bad for them. Yeah, I haven't been keeping up with that. I'll defer on that one. <laughs> it's not even fun. It's It needs to be fun to make fun of one another. You know, it needs to be – you know – you don't just want to beat up on somebody all the time, and it's not a com- it's not competitive. You want it to be competitive, and it's and it's not. And so I just I feel it does make you wonder if there's not something else coming down the pike because it happened so fast. But maybe maybe there's just there's probably more there than meets the eye. But they don't have an athletic director. They don't have a president. I don't think they've not filled the president's job. And now they're going to have an interim basketball coach again. And I just. It's weird the way that it's all happening. Cougars lost a close one in Cougar Gym last night. LaRue County came in and got, I believe, a one-point victory over the Cougars. And then David Ortiz has been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling all left out for reasons that baseball writers are asking to be judge and jury on whether they acted within the rules of the game at the time or whether they're worthy of getting in into the hall uh there are there are way uh, there are many imperfect people in the baseball hall of fame and if we want to go uncover all of the sins of the people that are already in we're going to have to pull a bunch of people out and then then it becomes a matter of perspective and opinion like I may want David Ortiz to be removed from the hall just because he's a Boston Red Sox. You know, if you can just say, I don't like the way you behaved, well, I don't like your team. So you don't get into the get into the Hall of Fame. So I, I, I don't know. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds would have both been in the Hall of Fame without Peds. I'm, I'm pretty confident of that. So, I, But they didn't ask me. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Grayson County Sheriff Norman Chapins is our guest co-host. Hang around here on In the Know. They say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound. Today is Australia Day. Uh, It's also Peanut Brittle Day today. I've been watching some shows lately that has like the Australian. Yeah. Yeah, you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I kind of like them. Yes. It's weird, but I like it. Do you like peanut brittle? Um, well enough. I mean, like maybe a piece or two, but yeah. Sheriff Peanut Brittle. I like peanut brittle. We don't try to do the accent again, Mark. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a rest. <laughs> it's also uh, Spouses Day today, which if you're Norman Chaffins, it's always Spouses Day. Yes. How is your spouse, the lovely and talented Miss Lauren? No, she's great. She is good. She's married to me. She's been watching a lot of uh, high action slasher shoot 'em up movies that she loves so much. <laughs> she hates those movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She she wants to watch the rom coms. Yes, she Hallmark. wants. 
Hallmark. Ooh, Ooh. So, yeah. Okay. He's a Hallmark person. Ooh, all right. I'm, well. I'm not a Hallmark. I'm an anti-Hallmark person. Okay. Well, we should introduce her to Sarah Cook. They would both have an affinity for Hallmark movies. So that's... Uh, I'm out. That's good. Yeah, I did see her public statement the other day uh, showing her disdain for basically, you know, movies with, you know, guns and car chases and things like that. So, well, but what so I was- took away from that was she tried. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, t- I knew what was going to happen. And the whole time, like I said, she was on her phone and she was talking. And trying- I mean, I can't watch. It was a tornado movie. There wasn't one gun. Oh, Nobody it was a got tornado shot and killed yeah, I in the movie. That. It was a tornado it- movie. Yeah. And. And then she knew the tornado was coming, so she got stressed out because she didn't want to have to experience the stress of the tornado coming through, so she left. Did she say things like, is the storm about to hit? Yes, yes. And I was was, was like, Lauren, seriously? We're all on this same journey. We're finding out at the same time. Yeah? Yes. Is there going to be a twister? Drove me crazy. <laughs> All right, and then the dog—the dog was just uh, okay. another level too. And it's just—I it. I knew if she went upstairs, the dog would follow. Which, <laughs> speaking of dogs, I saw this week uh, that you're adding uh, a canine officer again back to your uh, back to your force. Uh, lost your former canine officer not too long ago. I think I. I read, so that's uh, sad. But uh, returning a canine service back to the Grayson County Sheriff's Office, how did uh, how did that work out? Yeah, it worked out good. We got a really good deal on the dog. Um, we, one of my deputies, Sean, uh, he had spent some time with the dog uh, just to kind of get a feel of you know how motivated he was, and um, comes from a good background. The dog does, and um, and so we're excited about it. He's one year old. His name is Zeus. And uh, he's going to be a single-purpose dog primarily, which is mainly just a drug dog. However, once his training begins and they see what motivations and things that that he can and cannot do, or mostly he can do, um, we may implement some other uh, purposes for him as a a tracking dog or or something like that. Good to have that tool in your toolbox. I mean, you don't want to be – probably every day you don't necessarily have an application, but you need to know – uh, you've got that that ability at the ready when you when you do need it. Yeah, absolutely, and that's you know that's one thing that you know, that's one of the thing in law enforcement you don't want to rush into is just you know we have a lot of people that reach out to us. Hey, I got a dog that make a good drug dog. We want one that's uh, that has someone that has a police background that's given that's has a good history of providing good dogs to different agencies that do a, a purpose serve a purpose. So, and we feel like we've got, uh, we've got a good one now. So. Notice within the last month or so, uh, county government or the fiscal court, uh, proclaimed, uh, some property surplus, which helps pave the way toward your eventual relocation on South main street, uh, by, I think the demolition of those apartment buildings behind the old LPD, um, HQ do so that project I presume will be coming along throughout the course of 2022 have you have are you able to anticipate uh, an approximate timeline on on when you'll eventually be able to relocate and be in your new your new uh, HQ yeah that's a question I get pretty much weekly and uh, no not really Um, I'm supposed to meet with the judge um, probably next week or so because you know, with law enforcement, we we have to have an evidence room. We're going to have a drive-through to pay property taxes. We're going to there's some different things, and we have to it has to be certain sizes and locations in in the building itself. So we're going to get together and kind of just come up with some plans about what we would like and you know what we what we'll be able to have. So um, that's something I'm looking forward to. I think the the building we're in now. I love the building we're in now. I love the old building. It's uh it's going to be kind of a bittersweet type departure from that because. You know as well as I do. When I was a kid, I used to actually hide in the building that I'm serving in now. When we used to play mm-hmm. Uptown Tag, and you know, and I, my old office is a room that I used to hide in when I was like ten, eleven years old. So leaving that building is going to be, uh, and going into new building is going to be fun. But leaving that's going to be kind of uh, sad. What many people, what younger people don't know, or people that didn't grow up here or uh, shop here in the in the eighties. Uh, what the sheriff's talking about, and it's still that way, but it's 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 a little harder to navigate now. But because there was a a door to Arnett's on West Main Street, and then there was a front door on off of the square that you had 
you had two different ingress egress points, so it made for you could get lost within the clothing racks and oh, the yeah. areas, but you could go in one door but escape another, and that gave you a competitive advantage to uptown tag. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I drove Mister Pearl crazy in that building sometimes. <laughs> I think you drove a lot of people crazy to, well, to be truthful. Well, that, you know, I, I, yeah. <laughs> but bittersweet when you when you when you move yeah. uh but it will give you some conveniences that you that you don't have now but i basically the answer i heard was you are in no rush you'll move when it's ready and the time is right absolutely and okay. it's a, you know we're we're excited about it and like i said the building we're in now is getting kind of older and we rather than upgrading everything right now we're just going to wait to move into the new building anything else big going on at the sheriff's office we need to know about while you're here well we've just uh Still collecting taxes, and um, no, not really. We've uh, just business as usual with the sheriff's office. I noticed you made an exception back uh, because of, I guess, some staffing issues. You actually gave people one extra day of grace period uh, back at the at the start of the year. Yeah, yeah, we had. There's been a couple of times, and we're actually experiencing it now. We've got a couple of deputies that are out with COVID, and um, you know we're having to adjust schedules and adjust time that we're open and things like that. So, and it's going to happen again. So, you know, obviously, like any other business, we ask for the public to be patient with us. They come to the office, we're closed. That's probably why, and it's probably what it's for. Have you seen a huge surge in people using your website to pay property taxes? Uh, not a huge surge, okay. but... Well, I mean, I know we are. It's, so probably that's one of the, yeah, yeah. it's probably one of the best things that we did when I took office was uh, allowing, uh, you know, especially through credit cards, to pay online, to pay, come in and pay with a credit card. The only downside to that, obviously, is, uh, is the convenience fee that the credit card company charges, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't want to do that, and I don't blame them, but that's not a fee that we charge. That's a fee that the comp- company charges. Yeah, it was calculated for me. I was like, well, is it worth this to go ahead and do that and not have to go? And I'm like, yeah. Usually it just does away with the discount period if you pay it during November. Yep, that's that's amount. exactly the way it worked out for us. So, uh, have you done your Valentine's Day shopping for Lauren yet? Absolutely, you have already not. done that. No, okay. I uh, <laughs> well, does, whatever. Is she a fan of Oreos? <laughs> yeah, she, she is. is. She Oreo has a Valentine's Day cookie dunking set that you might, um, if you really want, a like a romantic five star candlelit dinner, and then the dessert is Oreos. Um, the uh, Oreo dunking set first came out uh, a couple of years ago, but it's been restocked. And so you've got, you can see it there on your screen. You've yeah. got some mugs for your milk and you can dunk your Oreos and nothing, nothing says romance and true love and Valentine's day like dunking Oreos. I would say that my son will probably end up getting a hold of that and oh, okay. taking care of that himself. So I guess you know what you're going to get him yeah. for uh, Valentine's day. Oh, um, if you, I saw some, I saw someone mention, and I thought this was a great idea earlier this week. There are some places around the country that have a, uh, widows and widowers Valentine's day luncheon for older people that maybe have lost their spouses, their widows or widowers. And sometimes Valentine's day can be lonely. Because of that, people are celebrating, and so they give uh, an option for people to uh, have something to do themselves, get out and have a, have a meal, you know, socialize or fraternize a little bit. thought that was neat. I also thought there's a way that you can send Valentines to kids in hospitals, to nursing home residents, and more. I'll give you a couple of examples via the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital's website, you can participate to help the kids of St. Jude's get Valentine's. Also, the AARP has something called their Cupid Crew if you want to uh, participate virtually. But I would imagine there are several ministries in the area, maybe closer to home, that you can participate in. There's one called the Open Door Mission. There's the Love in Action Project. And then don't forget, you can also send cards of love or gratitude to frontline workers, people who are out there continuing to go to work every day trying to uh, care for those of us who are sick. There's fatigue for everyone involved. Now, conversely, if you're turned a little differently, there is a zoo fundraiser that names cockroaches and rats after people you don't like for Valentine's Day. (laughs) You can honor the terrible person in your life by naming a rat or cockroach after them and watching as zookeepers feed it to an animal. You've just given a lot of people some bad ideas. 
in anticipation of Valentine's Day. I didn't do it, by the way. It's the San Antonio Zoo. The San Antonio Zoo is hosting its third annual Cry Me a Cockroach fundraiser to support the zoo's vision to secure a future for wildlife. Donors can choose either a cockroach, a rat, or veggie. A veggie doesn't get a name. It's not a thing. Name it after a person and watch it be fed to an animal. Donations range from 5 to $25. Hmm. <laughs> I kind of like it. It's kind of funny, yeah. but the idea of, I guess if I were, do they send, it doesn't work though unless they send a certificate to the person. You know how you get, if you name a star after someone, you get a certificate yeah. that says this star was named after you. You need a certificate that says this rat was named after you and fed to a python or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I like it. The sheriff's eyes have I, just glazed over over there. I, I, I hope they don't have something like that at the animal shelter here. <laughs> All the possibilities. There'd be a lot of Norman rats going around, around there. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way here on In the Know. Hold the door, said please, said thank you. Don't steal, don't cheat, don't lie. Did you know? I, know you got me. I don't know why I'm bothering to ask. Sheriff Chaffins knows everything. But for the rest <laughs> of us, did you know pilots and co-pilots eat different meals in case of food poisoning? I did not know that, but that makes perfect sense. I don't know if I completely buy that because... I've seen pilot and co-pilot standing like in the Panda Express line at the airport. And I'm thinking those guys are, I mean, taking a chance. Well, maybe one gets chicken, one gets beef. <laughs> Still cooked in the same kitchen. <laughs> one gets noodles, so that's one what gets I was, rice. I was thinking and like, well, I understand they might try that, but that's a, kind of a kind of a bold move the update to adele which the sheriff the sheriff is following the adele saga very closely minute by minute he's following all the tweets staying up to date on what's happening sources are saying now that covid probably had nothing to do with adele's residency postponement and that she's disagreeing with the building on several issues including um that felt numerous elements were not good enough that it um, and the folks at Caesars were shocked when Adele canceled at the last minute. It has to do with set pieces, the choir, the sound system. She is notorious for having um, stage fright. You know, she'd been pretty open about that. It makes me wonder if this isn't, if there aren't multiple things in play here, but uh, I guess they're trying to, Caesars is hoping to pull off at least some of her February slate of shows. Are we maybe starting to learn that Adele could potentially be a bit of a diva? <laughs> you think? Surely not. That doesn't happen to people when they have that level of fame. Now, on a real, uh, an individual that's really down to earth. Well, thanks, Mark. And salt of the earth. Thank very very thanks, similar Mark. to the sheriff. Elton John, oh. splitting image of one another. <laughs> uh, they look very similar. They dress very similar. Elton John's recently revived Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour is hitting pause this week as the singer has tested positive for COVID-19. He will turn 75 in March. He canceled his goodbye shows yesterday and today in Dallas, and they will reschedule the dates later. So he's expected to resume the tour Saturday in Little Rock, Arkansas. Why is he being punished? Well, he's already had to cancel, what, yeah, a couple times paused, prior? Paused a bunch, but then they got going, and then now he's canceling this week due to COVID. But no one should have to go to Little Rock, Arkansas for any reason. I've never been there. Is there nothing there? Oh, there's stuff there. Don't ask him. Do you have bad experience at Little Rock? Uh, Arkansas just is just has... awful. Because of the armpit. Yeah, it's the armpit. We drove to Dallas a few years ago, and going going through Arkansas was like the armpit of the trip. You called it that before we drove through it. Uh, well, it also smelled very similar to <laughs> to an armpit, but I'm just saying. What, you like Arkansas, Sheriff? No. I, I've never been there, I don't think. Mm, okay. Maybe. I mean, I don't remember driving through it. 
You don't want to go to the Bill Bill Clinton birthplace, William J. William Jefferson Clinton. Oh, that's right. He man, was from Arkansas. Man from Hope, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And then there's an update um, to a story that's been circulating this week, and it 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 is kind of intriguing to me. So Disney is remaking Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, <gasps> but in true woke fashion. They've decided Snow White shouldn't be white. Snow White, to be inclusive and woke, Snow White has been cast as a Latina. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. If, if she's the best person for the job, I don't care who they cast. But when they say Snow White doesn't need to be, doesn't need to be white, then along comes Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones fame and Miles Finch fame from the movie Elf, and he says, wait a minute, if you're so woke, why are you glamorizing seven dwarves that live in a cave, but claiming that you're inclusive of all people who, and so Disney's been like, oh, wait a minute, (laughs) you kind of have a point there. You know, the entire franchise is sort of flawed in Snow White, and then we're built around. But eventually, we're just not going to be able to have any stories or anything, right? It's just all, ah, this is a a misappropriation, or you're appropriating someone's culture, or their whatever. It just, you can't get out of your own way. So now Disney's stuck and like, what do we do about this? The seven tall people. Yeah, no, that being sensitive to tall people, yeah. Sheriff. Yeah, I mean, then yeah. you'd have the Stephen Smiths coming out of the woodworks, going, "Hey, <laughs> you can't do that." We got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. to ponder for today. What unreasonable fear did you have as a child that you realize as you're older that was kind of nonsensical? Like quicksand? Bermuda Triangle? (sighs) Going into the basement at night? Well, like the 30-minute rule after swimming maybe you were you were afraid of that i wasn't really afraid that's just the first thing i thought of spontaneous combustion we always heard that was a thing you could spontaneously combust just catch on fire yep just out of the blue for no particular reason yeah it kind of happens to lauren every time i walk in the room she starts sweating (laughs) overheating yeah that's it me that's what she yeah uh sheriff were you is it True, you were afraid of soap when you were a kid. I don't know where you're going with this, Mark. No, you loved soap when you were a kid? No. As far as I know, I mean, I wasn't afraid of soap. All right. I mean, I'd be afraid of soap if if I was a criminal, but not necessarily, um, you know, now. (laughs) How is it that every kid in society knows how to play the lava game, but no one teaches them? Like, how is it that you're born knowing the hot lava game that you have to hop from pillow to pillow in the couch and never touch the ground? Movies. Movies? Yeah. Is it Disney? Probably. Disney's doing that? The seven, oh, the seven mid-sized people. <laughs> the seven, the average, seven average nondescript persons <laughs> yes. of no particular characteristics. Yes. I got it. All right, let's go and look at what's on television this evening. You have any current shows you're particularly fond of, Norman? No, I don't. I don't watch a lot of TV. I just watch many sports. But sports are on TV. Yeah, but I don't watch like TV shows. I see. Uh, let's make a deal. Primetime on CBS tonight. The Amazing Race is on tonight. Good. Teams race through Switzerland where racers will bungee jump over 700 feet off of a uh, the Verzaska Dam. That one lady, um, the husband and wife, and she had to go out there on the, on the hike that she's afraid of heights, she's probably not doing the bungee jumping. 
will be my guess. I've been to Switzerland. It's nice. You have? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my my parents went to Switzerland, and all I got was some Toblerone. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> Listen, and it's awesome. It is really I'd good, never, right? I'd always, I'd always just kind of looked at Toblerone like, yeah, whatever. That's just well, know. I'd had it before because. Yeah. Like a friend's episode, mm-hmm. so I had to purchase it. It is good. So my parents gave us Toblerone for Christmas, and so we finally opened it. And like, this is phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, on NBC tonight, it's also I Can See Your Voice. Guest panelists Joel McHale and Allison Bree. Riveting. I feel like I need to be doing something when I'm watching TV. Like, I, I don't know. I just... I think it's a waste. I'm, I'm wasting time by watching TV. I could be doing something like studying for, you know, the case book for the referees or something like that. So. Right. Um, I I, um, I happen to know because um, we're friends. I happen to know that your phone never stops. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to actively go hide your phone somewhere to be able to stop being sheriff. I just leave it places. <laughs> <laughs> you say, oh, it's where like did that go? Egg hunt later mm-hmm. to find it? Yeah, I usually do. My wife usually tells me. She brings it to me. It always ends up back in my hand for some reason. <laughs> Here's your phone. You throw it. It's like, oh, you left this. Yes. Yes, I did. I, I left it. And, and now you've returned it to me. Thank you so much for that. Today's highlight in history, this date in 2020, the U.S. consulate in the Chinese city of Wuhan said it would evacuate its personnel and some private citizens aboard a charter flight. Wuhan, that sounds familiar. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, January 26th of 2020. We were busy, uh, not the royal we, we were busy trying to impeach a president during that time and not paying any attention to what was happening in Wuhan. In 1861, Louisiana passed an ordinance of secession, becoming the sixth state to break free from the United States. President Clinton made his uh, infamous denial of his relations with that woman this date in 1998. Kobe Bryant and his daughter were killed this date in 2020. Also, how quickly that disappeared. You know, that had everyone's attention. And then just a few weeks later, we were all worried about something else. Bob Uecker is 87 today. Just a bit outside. Ellen DeGeneres is 64. Wayne Gretzky, the great one, is 61. Vince Carter is 45. Retired NBA star. I think Ellen would be fun to hang out with. He's like a fun person. Ellen? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Big fan. Until you realize that her goal is to practical joke you. If you want to be the butt of her practical I'll, jokes. I'll fire right back at her. Well, yeah. So when she has those people and they jump out of the box, mm-hmm. I would literally pee my pants. But uh, Exactly. She's. I think she's got a mean streak about, you know, she wants you to fall down and hurt yourself so she can laugh. And I laugh. She won't have to watch long. She won't have to watch long. Gone and I've forgotten Douglas MacArthur in 1880. Paul Newman in 1925. Eddie Van Halen, born this date in 1955. Say, what group was he with? (laughs) I believe he was the lead guitarist for ACDC. That's the best concert I've ever been to when I was a kid, ACDC. It was? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. When you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Well, when I was in high school. Did you wear shorts and a tie and a little, little hat? No, but the... Angus Young was about from me to Christy from playing the guitar when he he went under the stage and went to the back part. Yeah, and I went back to the rest. Something hit my elbow and they were raising him up on a platform. I was right there and he was doing the wow guitar solo. It was pretty awesome. If you didn't get a pick, it really didn't happen. Well, like I had a you can't bring a camera and I didn't have my phone. <laughs> no, 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 no. Guitar 80s. pick, not a not oh. a picture. I've got a guitar. I've got you an ACD guitar pick. I got a yeah, you bought it in a pawn shop. Drumstick from uh, Tico Torres too. That's Ooh. a drummer for. Uh, uh, Bon Jovi. Yes, we're we're we're, we're aware. aware. We, uh, we and, and well, maybe I didn't know that you were aware, Mark. And we know you've met lots of celebrities. We know that. <laughs> no, this is when I was a kid. Yeah, I know, but it just propelled you into your. Uh, your, so your stardom. 
I was 18, 17. Yeah, well. That's a kid. Mm-hmm. 1956, The Platters. The I Great Pretender concert. You did not see The Platters? No. Oh, we've, like to. we've seen The Temptations. I saw Cool in the Gang. <laughs> was Joanna there? Joanna. 1965, Petula Clark. Downtown. Downtown. All right. Ringo Starr, you're 16 in 74. Toto Africa in 83. Mariah Carey, Can't Let Go in 92. Dream, He Loves You Not in 01. Lady Gaga, Bad Romance, 12 years ago today. And Halsey, Without Me, number one, three years ago today. All right, Sheriff, keep uh, keep uh, everybody in line and keep calling those uh, fouls, those blocks and charges. Yes. What's your favorite call to make? Do you like call and charging? I, I just, you just call them like you see I them? Just call them like I see them. It, you don't have a favorite? That's no, good. Really. It's good to not have a favorite call because then you might. I've yet to tee. I've, my second year, I've yet to tee anybody up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but I feel it coming. <laughs> um, you know, the old adage is to he who's holding a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail. So if you have a favorite call, then next thing you know, you'd be calling it all the time. That's true. You don't want to do that. No. You want to be fair and impartial. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you, as yes, always. That's Sheriff Norman Chaffins. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The greatest thief this world has ever produced is procrastination, and he is still at large. The greatest thief this world has ever produced is procrastination, and he is still at large. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sheriff Norman Chaffins, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know.